You are now listening to the IntersectionVictoria.com podcast. A place where faith meets facts. A podcast made for the thinking Christian and the skeptic. Welcome back, everybody. Today we're going to look at world-famous evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins as he is interviewed and asked about how mutations contribute to genetic innovation and evolutionary progress. I believe in a God who holds the heavens and the earth that exist. I believe that on the basis of rational evidence. The Kramasinger came out with a conclusion, and Frederick Coyle both said this, there is no way to explain the origin of life, and I'm quoting Coyle now, in an earthbound explanation. Something extraterrestrial had to be brought into this plane, to this picture. During a television interview, Richard Dawkins was asked point-blank for a single example in which a mutation had increased the information in any piece of DNA. Now, by increase, we don't mean like simply the repetition of pre-existing information. For example, the complete extra copy of the 21st chromosome out of the 23 human chromosomes in each of our cells this causes Down's syndrome. It's not new. It's a photocopy of pre-existing information which causes a handicap, a.k.a. Down syndrome. That's not what he was asked about. He was asked about new, innovative computer programming put into our DNA through accidental mutations. So, for example, the appearance of the genetic information required to introduce a, for example, never-before-seen body part, such as wings, horns, or gills, or even something more subtle, such as webbing between the fingers or different retinal cells in the back of the eye. Or heck, something even more subtle than that. Anything. So let's see what Richard Dawkins had to say when he was asked this question point blank. Can you give an example of a genetic mutation or, 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 or an evolutionary process which ha- can be seen to increase the information in the genome? Now, on the audio, you can't see what's going on here, but he's looking around furtively because he's struggling to find an answer to this. Can you just stop while I think... So as you can see, there's a painfully long silence during which Dawkins comes up with not a single example of mutation creating a genetic information that is new and innovative. The reason for this is quite simple. We know of no such example. Mutations occur when genetic information is duplicated, when our cells are dividing. Point mutations are the most commonly occurring mistakes that occur during our cells' photocopying process. And they can be summarized summarized as a change in a single letter of our DNA's alphabet. An alphabet that, in humans, has over 3 billion letters. After Dawkins failed to give a single example of this, he went on a very long-winded diatribe about what evolution is, or sorry, what the evolutionary theory proclaims has occurred in okay. natural history. There's a popular misunderstanding of evolution which says that uh, fish turned into reptiles and reptiles turned into mammals and, and so somehow we ought to 
be able to look around the world today and look and look at our ancestors. We ought to be able to to see the intermediates between fish and reptiles, or between reptiles and mammals. We ought to be able to see fish kind of on the way to becoming reptiles. But of course, that's not the way it is at all. Fish are modern animals. They're just as modern as we are. They're descended from ancestors, which we're descended from. Way back 300 million years ago, there would have been an ancestor, which was the ancestor of modern fish and the ancestor of, uh, of modern, modern humans. And that ancestor, if you could have been there then, you could have seen the first steps towards a fish, uh, say, coming out onto the, onto the land and, be, and becoming, um, becoming a, something like an amphibian. But that was a long time ago. You wouldn't expect to see that today. And so uh, uh, quite a lot of the misunderstanding of evolution, I suppose, I suppose, stems from the fact that people are looking at modern animals and thinking that Darwin has said we're descended from them. Well, we're not. We're not descended from from modern fish, we're not descended from modern monkeys, we're not descended from modern apes. They are modern animals just as we are. They are our cousins, they're not our ancestors. This literally completely misses and bypasses the question he was asked. We all know what evolutionary th biologists such as Dawkins actually believe happened. We're asking for specific evidence of how each of these steps could have even occurred. The question the journalist is really asking is, how in the world do you go from one species to the next, introducing radically new features, such as a four-chambered heart instead of a two-chambered heart, such as the difference between fish and mammals? How do, you, how do you program the incredible amount of genetic information needed to create wings or a, a amphibian, etc.? These are very real questions. I know what evolutionary biologists believe. I want to know if it's true. And if it's true, and it's an actual science, they'll have answers to the most basic questions on how each and every step of this process could occur. As you can appreciate, the idea that blind accidents, errors, mistakes, are creating this new genetic innovation this would have to be a blind accidental process and the switching of a single DNA letter can cause and usually does cause a long cascade of mistakes that change more than one amino acid in the chain of protein structures. This is why our bodies have mechanisms that try and capture and eradicate even small genetic mistakes and this is why mutations cause diseases. Hemophilia and sickle cell anemia are both caused by single point mutations, single letters in the DNA alphabet being switched by accident. So obviously the notion that entire new paragraphs of genetic information are written as perfectly functioning, benevolent, and brilliantly adapted genetic computer programming by a blind, random mistake process is as believable as a series of hundreds and even thousands of lightning strikes occurring next to each other and spelling out a perfect paragraph which can be fitted right into Shakespeare's Hamlet and make perfect sense with the context of the story. This is not possible. Whether or not there is another natural mechanism that could conceivably cause the unfolding of new, sensible, and functioning DNA paragraphs and books is an open-ended open question that I'm open to. 
But to pin the process of innovation on random mistakes simply defies probabilities and logic. Now, in the second half of that video, as we said before, Dawkins returns on camera after asking for a cut, and he's finally prepared to answer. He's ginned himself up, yet he still does not answer the question. Instead, he launches into a generalized definition of Darwinian evolution. We already know the basic beliefs of Darwinism. What we are trying to ask and evaluate is if the classic mechanism presented by Darwinists of mutation and time, and we're trying to see if it stands the test of reason and observation. It does not seem to at all, but Dawkins and others are quite obstinate into admitting of the pitfalls of their own theory. Instead, they're content in the quote-unquote Darwin of the gaps, where Darwinism just must be believed and somehow it must do what we know it can't do or do what it can't seem to do. And we're confident, these biologists are confidently awaiting some future vindication at some point in the future. A vindication, by the way, that seems impossible given what we know about genetics and probability. you got to remember, too, that at the Darwin created his theory in the 1850s. Now, how many biological or medical theories would you like your doctor to apply to you that come from the 1850s? In Darwin's day, nobody knew anything about genetics. M Mendelian genetics had not come mainstream yet. And let alone did we know anything about cellular organelles or DNA itself. We had the complexity of the human biology was utterly unknown in Darwin's day. It should not be surprising that we have to recalibrate our understanding of biology and human origins with modern day science. Thanks for joining us and hope to see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website and social media. Find us at intersectionvictoria.com. Goodbye.